Welcome to the Yes Shift podcast with Dan Schinder and Stephen Schinder. Dan is my dad, I'm the son, and on this episode we had the privilege of having Keith Emerson's son Aaron Emerson, as well as Aaron's wife Joe Emerson, so they could chat with us about the new Keith Emerson biography by Chris Welchfat we recently reviewed. So sit back and let's just dive right into the conversation with Aaron and Joe. Go on then. <laughs> yeah, this is, but this is... Well, it's it's been a long time coming. We um, When Keith passed away, we had a lot of uh, requests to re-release his autobiography and um, so we were going to initially do that but when we were sorting through his house after he passed away we found boxes and boxes and boxes of photos um, and paperwork and things that had never seen the light of day so we kind of thought that maybe instead of just a reissue of the autobiography we would put together a brand new book with unseen things because rather than them sitting in a drawer in our house a coffee table book a coffee table book so we could share all of that with the fans as well it gives also um it, it it's like uh all the people that were close to him all the people that knew him um uh that had an effect on their lives uh I get you know it was nice to hear their opinions about uh how they felt about him and his music um and and share it in the book um so it you know he, he had uh he had his his biography come out many years ago the pictures of an exhibitionist but also this wasn't a it just something different it's very nice that people were asking about it and to do it and and for me it was closure for me it was lovely to go through all of it Mm. you know to deal with all of the stuff and and to go through some of these pictures that I actually I had never seen before um and to put it all together with the help of my wife and family it was loads of like photos of Eric's yeah. childhood and we just spent weekend after weekend at the kitchen table scanning all these photos and and reliving Aaron's childhood like for a long time it's taken a long time so um hopefully people will like the result yeah. because we're yeah. really pleased we're, yeah. we're really happy with that yeah it's he's, it's, a, it's a great job yeah so so before everything before all my dad's path passing um you know we'd see him every now and again so we, we we you know he was living in LA we're living over here in England and we didn't see each other that much so towards the end there was a kind of uh in you know gap um but ob obviously we would chat every now and again um I think there was a funny time when we tried to uh FaceTime him and he thought it was the telephone he put it to his <laughs> ear <laughs> we, yeah we faced him and he just held the, the ipad up to his ear no dad no no you don't talk into it. it you don't have to yeah <laughs> uh very, bless him uh it, um but uh yeah it, it's all it was all good i mean uh we, we um we just went through all the process and it was yeah it was it was um it was it was nice it was nice for me to see loads of um to learn so much more about his career because when he was here he to me he was Aaron's dad and he was he was granddad to my kids and you know I didn't really see him in in that way 
So to actually, for me, to go through and find out so much, I just wish I'd known back then that I could have sat and asked him about it because I've now had to like pick Aaron's brain and pick everyone else's brain about it all and learn and learn for myself and, you know, what an incredible career he actually had. So it's been really eye-opening for me and really, really lovely to share that with my children as well because we've kind of all learned about it all at the same time. <laughs> so that's been really nice. It's been really nice. That's interesting. So that that opens an interesting door, Joe. When when you first met Aaron, Aaron, you were playing musically at the time, correct? Yeah. So, Joe, you meet Aaron and you figure, okay, great. I like this guy, but he doesn't have a real job. Then you meet the dad and you go, oh my goodness, he doesn't have a real job either. What was that like kind of unpacking well, well, no, the family I, life? Actually, like? when I first met Aaron, we were working together in a bar. I was it. And yeah. um, I had I'd never heard of Emerson Lake and Palmer ever before in my life. What? <laughs> <laughs> and thank Jeez. you for coming. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah, and I went and I and I remember I went home and I said to my mum and dad, oh, I've met this really nice guy and um I can't his dad was in a band and I, I can't remember the name of the band, but his surname is Emerson and my dad was like not Emerson Lake and Palmer. And I was like, oh yeah, do you know them? <laughs> and yes, turns out he went to the Isle of Wight Festival and saw them in 1970. So oh, yeah, wow. was, um, so yeah, I didn't, so I didn't what, really So what know. kind of music were you into at the time, Joe? Me? <laughs> Joe, don't I? No. <laughs> not no, pro, don't. Not, definitely just, not. Just, just, just make something up. Should we skip over that? Well, obviously ABBA, <laughs> and then and then it goes a little bit further down with the boy band, girl band thing. So let's not go. I was young. I was only young. Just pick. <laughs> let's move on. Sorry. Well, well, ELP was just a different kind of boy band. Yes. I mean, they started out so. as boys. They were so young. Carl was nineteen. You know, you could look at it that way. Yeah. There you go. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You got it. <laughs> Yeah. So, Steve, I, I know you had some questions about, well, actually, Steve, why don't you read off while I show, read off what comes with the massive clamshell package. And I'll, I'll go ahead and show that while you're talking about it. Right. So, like has been mentioned, there's, sorry, the classic version, but there's also a signature edition, which includes the clamshell and is signed by uh, Aaron, as well as Chris Walsh, who wrote it. And the clamshell box also includes an archival quality art print portrait of Keith, a CD of an unheard interview, and specially created sheet music of Keith's first ever original That's composition, right. Quartermass right. Boogie Woogie, handwritten by him when he was That's 12 right. years old in 1956. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Wow. Um, and I have the original on the wall in the kitchen which i don't i can easily sh go and get and show but yeah anyway yeah that'd yeah. be awesome you want to see that yeah we the book and it's very you know it really goes into keith's life very well and is filled yeah. with lots of great pictures and yeah. all, all the people who are involved it just paints you know it's great to see what he was like through all the people who knew him, you know, friends and family. And me and my dad, we blazed through that book like really quickly. Yeah, we almost like lots we're, of great memorabilia. we're racing each other, but not intentionally. <laughs> I was like, okay, where are you, where are you? This happened while I was moving, Stephen, from a different part of 
California down south to another. So like we're in our hotel room. The, the only time we've probably been together where there was two hours next to each other and we hardly said a word because we were just so <laughs> engrossed in this. It was great. It is, it's completely absorbing. When you start reading it, It's you get drawn in completely because the stories just... Some of the stories that are told, it makes you feel like you're actually there at the time. Yeah. And, and it's just really nice to hear were, such. Yeah, there were a lot of pieces filled in. For me, having been a fan of the music and following them since the early 70s, there were a lot of things like, oh, wow, I remember that. And then it connected to this thing over here. And I knew I was close to Alan yeah, White yeah. since 1989. So I knew that in the latter years, Alan and Keith hung out a lot at the NAM shows, and I got with Alan every year at the NAM show. So there were a lot of interesting pieces filled in uh, that, that was very interesting to me personally. But Aaron, let, let's see the real deal in 3D. I just realized how there's the nice. front of it. Wow. Wow. And I just realized I just broke the back of it. <laughs> oh, wow. And he was how old when he did that? Twelve. Said, what does it say? He's, he oh, signed. Yeah, he signed it on the back. In. If you can see there, just here. Yeah. Wow. Twelve years old. That's awesome. Isn't it interesting oh, yeah. that he and Greg wrote at such early ages? Yeah. And yeah. and how, of course, Greg's piece became an EOP piece. Um, very interesting. Thanks for yeah, sharing he, that. Yeah, that's a gem. And I'm going to show really a few. Young, you know? Yeah, I'm going to show a few other pictures while you guys are talking about the book as well. And and so, um, being you know, obviously growing up with a family um, towards, I guess, when a situation, I guess, would I have, would I have seen these before if things would have carried on? Uh, possibly not um i don't know why um i think my last um memories of chatting to him were pretty much he was done you know he 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 actually wanted to uh get a, a little cottage in cornwall and be a fisherman oh wow <laughs> he, was, he just wanted to like really you know you know call it a day and just uh just you know, we went, our last holiday was down to Devon in Cornwall. Like we went to Cornwall, yeah. You know, and it just, he, he was so happy. Yeah. You know, it's just things like that, little yeah. things, Yeah. you know. And uh, and uh, so, uh, you know, so after this has happened and then we've had, we've gone into, we had to clear out stuff and do things. We find this, we find that. And we wouldn't probably, we wouldn't have done that before, would we? No, uh, no. Oh. Because, the because and then we find all this stuff. I mean, the, uh, the tapes and there's uh, just everything yeah. that we've saved his, and tried his... to salvage everything to save that he... have been here and there from his his side, of the you know, our side of the family, my mum's side of the family, everything. It's it's good to keep it, of course. Sure. His mum, we discovered, like, kept absolutely everything about him. Um like any even just his name printed in the newspaper from when he was like yeah. 14 years old all the way through all the way through the elp years the postcards that we all yeah found, and postcards that he thing. sent home to her and that like she would cut things out of the newspaper and just stick it in scrapbooks and we've just got scrapbook after scrapbook after <laughs> scrapbook filled up with all of this stuff that we've scanned so i mean at some point it will find the light of day i, I think as well so 
Yeah, it's I just, love it's that. Amazing to see. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing to see. She was so proud of him, and it's really nice to to um, to see that about her as well. Like, you yeah. know, it's really she was a lovely lady. So. so, is there possible possibilities that there could be unreleased material coming out, whether it's different live tracks or different versions of songs very, we know very, or songs very, that we've never heard yeah. before? There really are, but uh, it has to be at a standard to have it there. And there's lots of bits, uh, yeah. but there's nothing that I'm allowed to talk about. That's okay, <laughs> okay there's, that's fair. There's lots of stuff, but I'm not a, yeah. yeah when the time stuff. is right, yeah. you know, we can yeah. talk about that. But that's good to hear. Yeah. That's very good yeah. to hear. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about, was a relationship like with, Chris Welch and communicating with him during the process of all this? Uh, with my father? Uh, with Chris Welch. You, Chris Welch you and my too. father. Oh, me? Yeah, ah, during, during yeah. the process oh, of the book. Yes, yes, of course, yes. And he was the right man for, for, for to getting the job done. Yeah. You know, he'd met my father, he knew my father, he knew uh, he, he was around that era and uh, and uh, so when um, I heard that he uh, offered and, and we knew that he wanted to be a part of this project, then of course, yeah. Mm. That's awesome. And it was nice just to, because the the interviews and stuff that he did with everybody, yeah. he just picked up the phone and rang people and organized talking to people. And he, it was just like talking to an old friend yeah. because he knew Keith so well and he knew a, a lot of these people anyway. So it made the conversation flow very easily, which I think comes across quite well in the book as well. You know, all of the every, everything that everyone has said was in, in an interview with Chris. So that it worked out really well. I think yeah. that's we think he was well, the perfect person. One of the things I think is genius about how Chris laid this whole thing out and folks, this really, I told Steve this right away as soon as I started reading the book, getting a chapter or two in, is the fact that it's not like, okay, here's this person's story through Keith's life. Now here's this person's story. Rather, it's chronological and all these people keep reoccurring yeah. during the different periods as time went on. And yeah. I thought that was just yeah. such a beautiful way to lay this out. It really yeah. was. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. It was yeah. different. We thought, we, I didn't expect we thought that, that too. We thought it's a nice way to build up a picture of each stage of his life. Yeah. You know, with, with various different stories that of telling of that time, people's different aspects of different things. So yeah, we, we thought that was a nice touch too. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much like watching a rockumentary and you cut between the different <laughs> interviews of people. Like it had that feel and it just made it all the more enjoyable. Yeah. 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 A lot of great you, yeah. anecdotes too. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of great fun stuff. One, one of the things I was reminded of, and I, I totally forgot this, uh, we interviewed Steve Howe uh, back in April or May. I, I, it's easy no, for me two, to lose two track. months ago. Two I months ago. That's what I said. Two I months. have a great story on that one after you're finished, but okay, carry on. Okay. Yeah. Oh, great. yeah. <laughs> and I, I had forgotten, I would have probably brought this up with, St or excuse me, Mr. Howe, at the time, had I remembered that he asked Keith to join Yes, which yeah. in hindsight, I think is is kind of funny because, yeah, why would he leave his own band that his name is on? But could we have ended up with Tarkus of a Lonely Heart or Carnival <laughs> about, or, you know, who knows where that would have led to, but I thought that was interesting. <laughs> 
So when I first heard the the nine oh one two five album, yes, I, I was at school. Probably got you know, was I twelve, eleven, uh, thirteen? Is it that nineteen eighty three? Is it eighty two? Yeah, it came I out toward the end of eighty three. Yeah, eighty three. Okay, so I was going on a Welsh camp. Oh, and and I had a cassette of it, and we were playing it, and I was hooked on this album. You know, I didn't know about all this stuff. I didn't know it was. You know, I just started this. You know, because. At that time, we got sent cassettes, and I would pick up cassettes, you know, and I'd play them, and I'd go, if I liked it, I liked it. I didn't know anything, you know, I, just, I, I loved it. Right. Loved the album, you know. And then it made me look at other Yes and stuff, and I, I, I love lots of Yes and stuff. I really do. Um, and I love Rick. And, uh, and but it, we, we <laughs> went to the house. It, I don't know. It was, it was probably about three, four, five years after, if I, if I, if I can recollect. And it was the night of the guitars. It was at the house of Apollo, and there was all these guitar players there, like uh, uh, you, you, you know, like um, um, Robbie Krieger, and and uh, as Steve Howe was there, and um, and I, I somehow he was there as I was going up backstage, and I was like, oh, backstage, you know. So, but I met him, and I said, I really loved your nine hundred one two five album. He goes, <laughs> Thank you, but I didn't play on that one. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> and the the thing is though, I um we 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 went to see yes in Brighton at the Brighton Centre about what last year, you know, with Jeff Downs yeah. was playing, uh, wasn't it? I don't know if it was last year. It was, was it two years or oh, whatever? Before, but he was there, and I really wanted ago. to go yeah, up to him and apologise, but he was eating, and I just thought he's eating. I'll let it go. They'll <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'll never forget that. I was like, oh, no. That's funny. I've seen <laughs> things like uh, either 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 it was my son Steve himself or Steve has seen the same thing or both where some people, and, and not, this is okay with me, will get any Yes member to sign anything. And I think I've seen Patrick Moraz sign Open Your Eyes album or something like that, you know, different stuff like, like that. It's an institution, you know, e ELP, with the exception of that one album with Cozy Powell, bless his heart, was three guys. It was three. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer was only ever Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. There's been 43 people in the band, yes, in one shape or form or another. You know, <laughs> yeah. so I'm sure they can't blame some people for losing track. I would hope not. You know, especially younger yeah. fans, yeah. newer fans. Yeah. Uh, I've had yeah. Tony K sign my Relayer uh, CD sleeve, and my <laughs> my dad was like, "But that's okay because he was he was an original member, and you know it's got like the yes name on it, so it's like whatever." Exactly. Um, I, I I always thought Cozy Powell to be an amazing drummer. Uh, on the other, on the other hand, and uh, and a lovely lovely bloke, and uh, I went to see some of the shows, and I remember the support act. And do you remember? Do you know who the support act was? I saw the show in America, and I don't recall a support Max act. Max Headroom. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, that's right. And I think there was a situation, if I can recall, and somewhere because they were doing a a South American tour, a North American tour. I don't know, but um, I think there was a lot of booze mm. when he came on, or something. And oh, the fans really liked that one. If probably anyone's I listening, totally probably might recall that about one. But. That. Yeah. Steve, yeah. you know who I remember Max Hedrum right? supported the Emerson um, Powell tour. That's hilarious. But, Steve, do you yeah. know who that was? Max Hedrum? Uh are you asking me? Yeah. 
Oh, I might need to be reminded. Uh, yeah. Matt, so <laughs> look, like, it up, yeah. look it up Come when on. we're done or look it up on yeah. your phone. Max Headroom was an animated in the yeah. 80s, the early days from MTV. MTV. Yeah. There you go. Digital. Yeah, he was an icon. Go. I totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. Not only did I see that show, but two things I, I remember very much. Three things I remember. Okay, 14 things. I'll just name three. Though. <laughs> I remember distinctly. One, I got T-boned by a car in the rain on the way to the show. Oh, um, wow. I remember it was on Halloween. And uh, my my first wife and I, she was pregnant with our second child. And the younger one was two years old and was in an outfit. And this lady ran a stop sign and T-boned us. And all I could think of was, are you okay? Okay, great. We got to get to this concert somehow. So we ended up getting my truck towed. We were taking my daughter to my parents' house. Anyway, so my dad let me take their car all the way from L.A. to Irvine, which is where the show was. Old place called Irvine Meadows Outdoor Amphitheater. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah, so that, of course, stands out. Number two, the fact that Cozy was playing the double bass footwork he was with knee-high cowboy boots on. That was like, <laughs> Dr. Scholes must be a sponsor. I mean, you know, I just couldn't imagine what was going on in those boots. But the other thing was that your dad actually did sing some lead vocals, which I hadn't seen in a very long time. Um, a lot of people don't know that he's the first voice on First Impression, Carnival 9. There's that, but then also he was trading vocals with um, with Greg on Lucky Man. Do you remember that, Aaron? No, I, you know what? I actually don't know that. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> My dad couldn't sing. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look it up. Look it he up. was a very bad singer. I'll, I'll have to find a bootleg video. Did we do videos okay. back then? I'll see what I could find okay. to send you. Yeah. That would be good to say. It would be good to say. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds vaguely here. familiar, but uh, it sounds like something I wasn't sure about. So I'll have to look that up, I suppose. Mm -hmm. yeah. So let me try it, this real quick. He would try and sing. Uh, it, do you know what? Uh, the, he would love to do karaoke. Oh, oh really? What did he like to sing? Oh, you don't understand. There Abba? was a time on, uh, in Brighton Beach. Brighton, we have a pier at Brighton Pier. Right. Okay. And, uh, he we took we went there didn't we with the kids yeah uh, how old were they i don't think i don't think we had zach i think so ethan must have been about two yeah or something. so he would drive around worthing lancing and stuff and on his own turn up into these any pub that had karaoke and he would just get up and sing and he'd be on his own no one you know and just you know any pub <laughs> anywhere in the country and just turn up and sing <laughs> and, and but this one was on Brighton Pier and there was a football match on. So all the blokes in there are all like with their beers and waiting for the, you know, the, there's a big screen. Big the, screen. Big on the stage. Big match, big match. Waiting for it. But the time of the karaoke started at two. <laughs> but the, match the football on. match was still going. Yeah. But my father was not into that. <laughs> He, he said, no, karaoke's at two. <laughs> and we're in the background thinking, this is not going to go yeah, well. This is not good. Oh and, uh, and then he said no, and he took Ethan up on the stage in front of the football guys, and the, st the screen went up. <laughs> 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 and then 
He was, I don't know what he requested. I don't know either. I can't Some remember. Ter- I don't know. I, I would make we up were, a song right now if we I said that I could remember. At that time. And then the song happened, and then they started doing karaoke in front of these football fans. So, oh. so Keith and little tiny Ethan at two years old. I thought we were going to die. <laughs> How did it go? But funny enough, there wasn't any heckling, was there? There wasn't any. I, I don't, don't remember anything getting throwing glasses they, at no, them. No, I don't think they would have. I would like to say it at a two-year-old. That was it. Yeah. He had the uh, ammunition. Yeah. He had the ammunition. <laughs> he had a cute kid. He had a cute kid with him. His and then shield, yeah. after he left us, he he continued on his journey to visit more karaoke bars. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. hilarious. That's funny. I'm actually thinking of going to karaoke later tonight. So it's funny that you brought that <laughs> yeah. up. Do it. Do it. So Do it. I got to look something up while you were you're all still chatting real quick. Let me check something here. Yeah, but but don't wait for me. Keep it going. I couldn't it think going. of any other. What was the what were the other songs that he'd like to sing? I think he wanted to be a singer. I I don't know. I do. If he could be a singer and I a think, keyboard player, I do remember. I think it was either he. Or he is a keyboard player. I mean, either, sing both. It yeah. was either a story that he told me or Mari told me that they were doing karaoke and he sang an Emerson Lake and Palmer song once oh. and in front of um a few people in a pub and got booed off the stage and then someone said <laughs> emerson Lake and palmer did it much better who's that <laughs> wow <laughs> i think maybe Mari told me that i don't think he would have told me that yeah that, that's that's kind of the reverse of the steve howe story you were telling us earlier that's funny. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah yeah that's hilarious yeah. um so I'll look this up in a moment. What music are you into now, Aaron? And what are you playing? You you mentioned before we started, you've got a special project going on, reviving an ELP track. Talk about that, please. And as well as what other music are you into? And uh, we'll go from there. Okay, so our first lockdown um which was probably about three years ago i think it was the summer of 2020 it all kind of started in that around there and yeah. i was at home and Almost i just started get... years ago yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. around there and I, I i started getting into logic and um lately because uh, i had never i I'm, I'm a bit of a technophobe um but i thought well now's the time to sort of really reach out and get in there because i always just turn up with bands and play and jam and then leave and stuff but i just you know, I'll, I'll go to a studio and there's always a, an engineer doing it for me, doing right. his bits. Um, or you can I go thought, to karaoke. Well, yeah, now I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll start <laughs> trying it out. And uh, and then I, the, I was talking to an old bandmate called Brett uh, Copeland. He's uh, an old friend of mine from L.A. And we started talking about doing a track. And he mentioned about doing Lucky Man. And, and then we started putting players out and I've never done this before the, you know, sending streams out and we were all sort of like putting bits together, but unfortunately, you know, Brett didn't, uh, wasn't available at the time. And then we carried on and, uh, musicians just kept popping up, popping up, popping up. And then we got Chuck white bass player from Alice Cooper who, who said yes to put some bass down and Jeff downs from yes, who plays an incredible intro on the lucky man track. Oh, wow. Uh, we've got uh, Zach St. John from the B-52s. He's played with everybody, uh, Justin Bieber, everyone. Uh, lovely guys on the drums. Uh, Mark Benilla, who's played, obviously, you know, for, from Dad's band, has played the guitar solo in in, in the break. 
uh, Nathan James from the band Inglorious, oh. who's done the lead vocals to take over uh, Greg Lake's voice. Mm -hmm. uh, Matt Fuller, uh, fantastic guitar player, has done a bit of uh, background guitar. And Rick Salian, who's done uh, a bit on the um, mandolin. mandolin. Oh, nice. Um, and then I do, I, then I went over to Philadelphia where Dad's uh, Moog is at uh, EMIAC. Right. Um, so I, we got over there and I, I got to play the, the, the lead line, uh, the, the solo line at the end and done a video. And it's just, it's been a, um, a work in progress, but it's been a passion. And every, it's, I'm so thankful to everyone who's put in all their work to, uh, to get it done. But I think it's, it's, been, it's been on hold for a while, but I think uh, one, once we're ready, I think it's going to come out in, uh, was it March, May? I think March. 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 Great. It started uh, off as like a tiny acorn. And tiny it, acorn. It just suddenly, it got its own legs and, it, and its own little life. And then before you know it, there's this so amazing I, lucky man too. Send it to Regina, uh, Regina Lake, Greg's wife, to, to get her approval. And she loves it uh and stuff so um i'm really i'm just really proud of it it was just a thing to 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 have some fun with and i love the tune and uh and of course that solo at the end um which was one of it you know he did it in one take let me tell you it took me a lot longer <laughs> than that <laughs> that's tried two days no 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 it was it was a couple of hours you know, because the pressure of just trying to get that exact that that thing, but then maybe do it a little bit and then a little bit like that. But it was just like, oh my god, this is actually why did it take one time yeah. for him? Oh, so I know. I just made it up as you went along, and yeah. that's why. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But thank you for asking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, well, we'll see. But it, it was it, it was just something I felt I wanted to do, and it it, it it just it just it just had its own legs, and it just went from yeah. there to there to there to there to there. And, and it's it I sounds just, great, so it'll be great when people can finally nice. hear it because it's just us listening to it in the kitchen at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, let yeah, us but, uh, know and come back on to talk about that when it releases. That would be wonderful. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, but then you know what I listen to? I listen to a lot of soul and funk, northern soul. Um, I listen have a, to a lot of I, jazz. I, jazz. I mean, it's funny. We're, we're, when I was growing up, and Dad was always listening to Oscar Peterson, Jimmy Smith, Jack McDuff, anything on Blue Note Records, uh, you know, I was, it was when you're growing up, then I started to go the other way. I wanted to do something completely different. And, and you know, so I guess when I was listening to The Cure or The the Colt or The the Ned's Atomic Dustbins, The Wonder Stuff or whatever it is, you James, you know, James, whatever, going this way. Yeah. Um, I was listening to a lot of music that didn't actually have keyboards in it. I, I, I was just, I just liked what I was listening to. And yeah. uh, when we got our band together again, sorry, when we got up, when I got my first band together, we go into the barn at Stonehill when dad wasn't there. And then all the gear was set up, you know, the GX1, the Goff Hammond. Yeah. Hey guys, let's come on and have a jam. And then everyone would come over and we'd all just start like obviously absolutely rubbish, but you know, we we'd do our little we'll do our thing. And actually, funny enough, the first band that we called the name that we called ourselves was the VIPs. Your funny enough, I didn't know that it was actually my dad's first yeah. band of VIPs. I swear to God, that was a coincidence. I had no wow. idea. There's a great but story I about that. Once the book. That there was a, a friend of our bass player, Matthew Farrah, and uh there were two Neumann microphones and, you know, these are for the Steinway piano that you stick in and they were quite expensive. I think they were a couple of grand each. 
But we didn't know this, bless him, but uh, none of us knew this. But we start one in the bass drum and one underneath the hi-hat. Uh, to, we were going to do a demo. We just went pop, pop. <laughs> that was it. Ripping swung on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those who don't know, these are enormous microphones that are like a, yeah. a tall beer can, basically, right? That's the one. Yeah. They're great yeah, for sorry, recording timpani said, yeah, drums, yeah. too. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> now, yeah. you mentioned. Yeah, that was, uh, go ahead, Steve. Did, did you have something? Oh, I was just going to say, it's kind of funny. Uh, you mentioned that about like going the other direction, like musically for a bit. Whereas um, with me, my you know, as I was growing up, I would gravitate more toward, you know, yes was like everything to me. But then as I got into middle school, I'd check out some of the other bands that my dad was into because uh, I realized how great other prog yeah. rock bands are as well. And that's when I got into Emerson, Lake and Palmer uh, when I was about... 13, 14, somewhere around there. And I was just blown away by what your dad and the other guys were able to do. And it's still impressive listening to it today. I just love all that stuff. Thank you. Yeah, it's still, uh, what's wonderful you. about it is it any any one of those pieces that are could be referred to as iconic pieces when you look at anything on Tarkus, anything from brain salad surgery, and of course, pictures at an exhibition, trilogy, there's some great albums. They could come out today and they'd be just as unique and ahead of their time. There's a lot of bands where, and there's nothing wrong with this, but there's a lot of bands where there's a lot of similarities. Nothing yeah, sounds yeah. like Emerson, Lake yeah. and Palmer. I totally agree. Yeah, no, yeah, nothing. Yeah. yeah, it's just still yeah, so, yeah. so different, you know. Um, and I was going to ask, um, where did it go? Uh, it's it's back here in my memory. I was going to ask about. Uh, <laughs> it'll come. It'll come. It'll come. Oh, but, there but it also, is. but I was going to say, yeah, just, it's there. It's there. It's my moment. Come. Yeah. Are there any? Is you have a. You mentioned a 10-piece type of funk band. Are you into, like, Stanton, Moore's, Galactica, you know, stuff like that? Um, we're just uh, – so we're a 10-piece jazz funk band. Uh, we all start writing original songs. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been together for about a year, so we're starting to do uh, – we've done about, what, two shows so far? Two or three, isn't it? And we're doing our big one on Saturday, which we put out there on the. Uh, it's going it, yeah, to be live. The one he's doing Saturday is going to be live streamed. Oh, there you go. So you, yeah, so you can log in and so you watch. can log in and watch the show. It's this 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 guy. <laughs> I don't the drama called this guy. This guy's got his helicopter pad in the middle of the countryside. I don't know who is, <laughs> but I've seen the stage and it looks great. And he's got this room for a hundred people. And then he's got this sort of technology thing that uh, when we play, you can you can type in, and it was it two quid, two pounds to £2 watch, fifty or something to, to, to watch to watch it yeah. live uh, to to see what we're doing. So it's for us, it's it's quite a a, a big thing. Oh, I'd like and to check so, that out. Check it out. <laughs> it, we put it on the Facebook. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is not for me to. This wasn't about that, but that, but yeah. It's going to be fun, but uh, and then next year festival circuit, I think for Aaron. Yeah, we prepare for that. But so, so for me, I mean, this is my setup here, and um, I, I'm just a, an organ, piano, uh, Rhodes, Moog player. That's, yeah, I was going to say me. you're going that, pretty traditional as far as gear sounds. That's, all, that, that's right? it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's it. great. I that's love that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that yeah. says a lot um, about those instruments and sounds, right? That decades yeah. later they are still the staple. You know, you know what I mean? It just works. It just works, and it, it's timeless. You know, yeah, you got the sense, you got the stuff. You know, for me, I love the Nord. I love the Nords. You know, I've got the the Rosemont two stage piano over there. The nice sort of, you know. So I don't believe Dad had a. Yeah, Dinamo Rhodes, but uh, you know, I've got his uh, mini mini um, uh, thing out here with the Lucky Man presets that he had on tour, ah. and his and his uh, oh, what's it? Oh, this would be fun. What's this? Oh, Ooh, turn around. Careful, careful. And the, and then he had this sort of spring thing, so when you rocked it, you could just go. <laughs> That's right, the spring doing the reverb. I love it. There you go. I love it. That's great. <laughs> Anything I else? I vent on that. that I love that. <laughs> Anything else yeah. you want to say about the book and how, what would you say to people that are watching? And, and Steve will let us know if there's any questions, but what would how would you encapsulate the book for people and then i'll give you my version because i have my perspective as an outsider and i'm sure steve does as well hmm. <laughs> oh, oh sorry i think you were going to say Me? yeah no no um <laughs> it, so when i look at it uh it's a journey through everything from the beginning to uh to where we got through to the end through uh, his family and friends and people that knew him all have uh, to say about their memories, about how they felt uh, uh, being, uh, uh, having him, uh, Keith in his, in their lives, in all our lives. Also, uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of his friends and people that he worked with didn't get that chance to say goodbye to him. And in a way, right. it's like it's almost like closure for them as well mm. to do this for him, and 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 say and say goodbye. I suppose. Yeah. I don't, maybe I don't know. One I felt of the a little, things I, I felt like that. And one of the things about the book that I really, really enjoyed was that my suspicion was confirmed. And here's what I mean: you know when you you see someone who's a public figure, whether they're in music, TV, film, whatever, and you have this preconceived persona that you make of them based on what they project, right? So I had this image of your father that was based on what I saw in concert and maybe only one interview that I saw. Well, back in 20... 14, I think it was, I met your father and got about a half hour one-on-one -on -one with him at Carl Palmer's art exhibit reveal in Beverly Hills back then. And I didn't know he was going to be there, but I went over, introduced myself, thanked him for years of great music, this and that, and we talked a little bit. And then um, I interviewed Carl, and then we hung out um, for the the rest of the event. And at this art gallery, there was this big bookshelf. And I went over, I'm thinking, I wonder what kind of books would be in a neat place like this. My wife and I collect books. We have books going back to the mid 1800s. So I was interested in the books. Mm -hmm. So I go over to the books and out of the corner of my eye, your father comes over to the left of me and he's looking at the books. And then he, he pulls out a book and he says, hey, Dan, 
and he holds up this book, and I'm going to show a picture for everyone to see, and I'll explain to you, and you'll see it if you watch the replay. But he holds up Neil Zalwazer's book called Fuck You. And, and I said, oh, I bet that's a really good book. He, he says, I think it was written for us. I said, Keith, can we take a picture together? He says, yeah, sure. So I, I, Lori, who's with me, Lori Shoup, who's worked with Trump Talk TV since the beginning, is taking the picture, and your dad isn't smiling. I'm like, Keith, smile. He says, only if I get to show the finger. So I said, we'll both give the finger. So I put my arm around him, we both give the finger, and that's the picture that I'm showing everybody. But, but here's, here's my point. My point is that the man that I met that night was not the persona I had the image of in my mind. He was shy. He was gentle. Mm -hmm. He was warm. He was funny. And mm -hmm. I think that's what really resonated with, with me. Now, years later, reading this wonderful book, everybody says all those things about him. And uh, I just feel so honored. I got that little sliver of time of that Keith Emerson. Thank you. Yeah, it, it really meant yeah, a lot to me that, that he was Thank that you. comfortable. Absolutely. Yeah, he was a very so good folks, humored person. Yeah. Thank you. Get this book, folks, if you're at all a, a fan of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, or if you don't like the other guys and you're just a fan of Keith, that's fine too. <laughs> <laughs> or even if you just like biographies and success stories, this wonderful book by Chris Welch really has all of that. Um, I've I've read biographies that my wife has turned me on to where I didn't really know much about the person, but the story that unfolds is just like, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired now and so heartwarmed. This book also does that. You don't have to be a hardcore, you don't have to know the whole anthology of ELP to appreciate this book. It's not about that. It's, it's about mm -hmm. the man and it's wonderfully done with all these, like you both mentioned, Joe and Aaron, the wonderful contributions by everybody that was in his life musically and most importantly, otherwise. So where Thank can you. they get it? <laughs> <laughs> you can get it from um, keithemersonbook.com. There you go. You can go on there and you can just order it online and it'll be delivered, hopefully before Christmas, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. And if if not, get it for yourself and it'll come after Christmas after you've given anytime, it to anybody. Anytime, anytime, yeah. anytime. 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 I want to Whenever. thank both Aaron and Joe Emerson so much for coming on with Steve and I. Um, Steve, any closing words, questions, suggestions, donations? Um, no <laughs> questions at present, but again, just to reiterate, thank you both for your time coming on this show so we could like, you know, well, talk, talk about the book and talk about your father and it's just it's been a great honor to have such good company on here yeah, for us thank you oh. thank you us too thank you thank for you. having us absolutely hang on the line after thank we man. say goodbye to the audience and folks yeah. thank you so much for joining us whether you're watching thank live you. or seeing this on the archive and you could follow steve and i at yes shift at yeah <laughs> i'll, I'll do Take it, it away, steve. <laughs> Facebook.com slash yes shift is where we go live. And then the audio gets posted through anchor.fm slash yes shift and gets distributed to various podcasting platforms. You can see them all listed there. And then we post these on the YouTube channel, which you can get to via youtube.com slash at yes shift. 
And uh, yeah, follow our page, see what we're doing. And we're going to have Chris Welch on the 7th at 7 p.m. UK time. So that'll be 11 a.m. U.S. Pacific. To get the other side of the story. And oh, just kidding. 2 <laughs> p.m. Eastern U.S. Pacific time. So uh, yeah, we got stuff in between. So yeah, just keep following us. And yeah, again, get this book. It's such a great read. And check out our review of it on episode 75. Yep, just from two or three weeks ago. Absolutely. Yeah, we go into more month, depth yeah. on our personal thoughts and some of the anecdotes and things like that. But most importantly, get the book. Thanks, folks, for joining us. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Thank you, everyone. Bye.